0: Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. Season 2, episode 22, with the Mage Tower, also formerly known as Crossroads and Coincidences. Today's show is going to be on ceremonial magic. Enjoy! What's up? It has been a minute since I've been on here. Um, a lot has been happening. The presidential election happened, um, it's been a lot of planetary action going on. I had to duck down and take, take shelter, honey. I had to, um, I had to take a little break from the podcast in a little bit, but I have definitely been pr- producing other content and participating in different really, really cool events. Um, if you haven't already seen the reels been popping on Instagram, come on now. Hey, hey, hey. Um, and then also I've been doing some speaking appearances. So um I think like last month I spoke um with out uh, for the Interstellar Star School. Um, this is the Rama Institute. And I spoke about astrology and sociology and just the different ways that the planetary dynamics um, influence society. And I talked about the different ages of um, astrology. I talked about the eight different ages, like age of Pisces, which we're currently in. We're moving into the age of Aquarius. Um, I talked about a lot of different things um, in this talk. It was really cool. It was hosted by the Rama Institute. Um And so also I did a talk with Dr. Kate Thomas for her masterclass. Um, it's a spiritual life upgrade masterclass, which was pretty cool. I, that one was more about um, my social, activi- social activism and then um, how that ties into my spirituality. And because you cannot separate the political from the spiritual let's get into it and then I also oh my god I was on one of my favorite podcasts called what's your sign podcast that was so much fun those are my homegirls period uh I I feel like I'm officially inducted into the astrology girls you know into being with the astrology girls you know i'm I'm always learning astrology i love astrology i don't really be doing the readings like that but you know some soon come the the astrology readings is gonna be here again because i was offering them actually whenever i lived in chicago but um I, i'm just studying up right now So besides that, in the future, I'm going to be speaking at the Queer Witch Summit. Um, So you should definitely check out at the Queer Witch if you haven't already. I love their content. This is going to be on December 18th. And I'm going to be speaking about intersections of spirituality and social justice. And then also actually on Saturday, which is two days from now, this is a Thursday, December 10th, that I'm um, recording this intro, I am going to be um, in this... It's like Sage the Podcast takes Yale Cabaret. So um, it's going to be a healing session, basically a healing kind of hour long um, skit, if you want to call it. And my part is actually um, I'm going to be playing an extraterrestrial or an ancient starseed ancestor who kind of comes in and gives a tutorial on um, candle magic, but also its utility um In the context of the age of Aquarius And I also talk about some other Other pretty cool shit Um, Besides that Check out my Patreon if you haven't already I have a lot of different things and different um, Many courses that I post on there Um, That's patreon.com Slash millennial soul food and then, um, let's see what else I got going on. I'm also going to be debuting some courses soon. So, some courses on hoodoo, um, some courses on spell casting. Also, um, some tarot card courses. So look out for those in the new year. I'm currently doing a lot of my planning right now and I'm going to debut the, um, the descriptions and the ways to sign up at some point. There will be limited spaces. I think I'm going to do 13 spaces per class um, just so that I can be pretty interactive um, and have time for people to ask questions and all of that kind of stuff you know, ask questions, email me and all all, all, that, you know, I want to be a whole course intensive kind of thing. Also, if you were looking for someone to work with, as far as digital content strategy, if you're looking to grow your social media presence, if you're looking to figure out how to articulate your specific vision through social media and digital communications and digital content strategy, I'm your person, I, I do that consulting kind of like, on the side but I'm looking for more people to work with because I really do enjoy um molding or I guess putting together spiritual life coaching and business because if you have a business idea and you haven't worked through certain personal and spiritual blockages your business is not going to manifest and your ideas is not going to come to you because your fear blockages is keeping you from listening to the messages of your guides so that is how I try to I guess collaborate with my peoples, my the people that I work with, in order to figure out just how to how to create a social media presence or how to amplify it. I also uh, do social media metrics and analytics, so that's a part of it. If you're interested, hit me up. Period um i think that's basically all that i have to talk about right now um crossroads and coincidences of well formerly known as crossroads and coincidences i think is now the mage tower um this is one of my best friends that we've been friends for like 13 years we lived in the same um dorm hall together in college and um yeah we're just going to be talking about ceremonial magic um as a black person who who studies and now practices hermetic Kabbalah, I find that there aren't really a lot of people of color who are interested in ceremonial magic and stuff like that. But I think it's important as an occultist to understand how to extrapolate information. I think Tyler makes an analogy of like, um, you can't some, sometimes you can't look at the finger that's pointing to the moon You got to look at the moon itself and just understand that a certain finger, its characteristics is just a finger at the end. So it's like, I think it's really important to do research and this ceremonial magic does require a bit more research. Um... It is. It's kind of like it's not this. Hoodoo isn't. It's not necessarily hoodoo. Um, Hoodoo is kind of. It's different. But um, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about. um, We're going to talk about ceremonial magic. We're going to talk about spiritualism in this episode. So sit back and kind of just get ready. Get your notes ready. We're also going to do a tarot and Lenormand reading for the first few months of 2021. So look out for that at the end and besides that if you want to donate to the show my venmo is at k-e-o-n-d-i-l-l-o-n cash app is dollar sign e-l-d-r-a and my paypal is um keon Dillon k-e-o-n-d-i-l-l-o-n at gmail.com so um yes let's get to the show thanks for listening hello what is up everybody hello
1: everyone Ah!
0: so um first off i'm here with tyler firth um y'all already know him from a past episode um tyler firth from crossroads and coincidences on instagram and we are currently recording this episode um after the victory of joe biden um for the 2020 presidential election (laughs) oh my god you know shit isn't really you know not like i'm saying biden is perfect and kamala and stuff like that but it does feel um pretty cool to be in this time um and so this episode is gonna be on um magic basically we kind of want to take it back to the basics and um talk about magic we're gonna talk about um Crowley's definition of magic. We're going to talk about spiritualism, sigils, talismans. Uh, We're going to do a tarot reading, tarot and Lenormand reading for the year um, ahead. And then we also want to talk about some practical tips for um, magic that you can use in this era, um, in this post-Trump era. Uh, Well, I guess we'll see if he... (laughs) If we, like, <laughs> I hope he doesn't do any kind of bullshit, but you never know what's going to happen with the courts. And I think, is, isn't he president until like January something?
1: Yeah, it, yeah, like January 21st. Yeah, do
0: you have any commentary about this? So,
1: <laughs> I like, I think that the establishment that existed prior to Trump was rife with most of the problems that we complain about today. So, mm-hmm. not Pollyanna about it, but I think we have averted a huge number of worse off timelines with this one decision and that is just what we needed in this moment when there are too many bad things going on at one time to effectively address any individual one like we can't get stimulus Mm -hmm. bill right now we can't we can't do anything about student loan debt crisis maybe we can crack that egg now that Mm -hmm. this big problem has been changed
0: yeah what have you been up to um leading up to this how have you been like i guess have you been doing a lot of self-care or what kind of magic stuff i mean we actually had a coven meeting mm-hmm. when, when was that a month ago yeah oh my god and we did some stuff on the was that the new moon that was the yes. new moon but i mean that was a kind of like astrologically tense moon but we did some work to kind of like um dispel the the astrological influences yeah and so that's kind of one thing we want to talk about um with magic also um but yeah so we did that and then i mean we here in new orleans had like a hurricane how you didn't have your power wasn't out because you live in the french Quarter. yeah it was
1: only out for like three hours
0: but then my power i live kind of in the birds
1: it was out for um
0: four days oh my god (laughs) but thankfully i had asylum so, um, I was able to, I was able to do my work and stuff at least, but also thankfully, you know, I don't know. I'm just thankful for community. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about, you know, the election and stuff like that. Um, as far as the decision, um, I will say I do want to kind of create a four year plan to build up whatever I'm trying to do, you know, career rise and stuff. Because, um, I don't know, I just don't want to be trapped, like, I mean, you, we can't really help coronavirus and stuff, but I don't want to be, like, trapped in um, feel trapped, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to go to another country, the U.S. is fucked up, I want to have, like, you know, I don't know, it sounds really privileged and stuff like that, but I want to have more resources beyond, um, the United States.
1: You know, I think a way of looking at it is actually, like, going back to magic. we. Mm-hmm when you're trying to do any kind of ritual work you have to think of the means of manifestation that is to say like if you did a piece of magic what is the most likely means by which that thing will come to pass Mm -hmm. and so like if you are not doing any like lottery ticket buying or working overtime or what have you and you're doing prosperity work the avenues for successes are lower
0: mm-hmm. well
1: with a bad political reality everybody's means of manifestation drops because True. the situation becomes une- like unequivocally worse
0: so are you saying that socialism is more apropos for like um, magic <laughs> 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 uh, equal opportunity okay
1: I think well I think it's not the, the way to maximize practical magic Lies somewhere in controlling The the variables that allow things mm-hmm. To come to pass so you need a little bit of security And mm-hmm. you also need a little bit of randomness yeah. And the status quo I think is closer to that ideal Than what we've been going through recently mm-hmm.
0: Yeah we all know that magic Can work miracles through Who <laughs> Um. So let's I guess like let's get into the show A little bit Um what a, do we have any other updates? I know Mardi Gras is going to be happening in New Orleans, but it's going to be very different from the way it's looked in the past. I'm like pretty curious to see how that will look. I never really went to Mardi Gras a whole lot, to be honest, because of my social anxiety, and I just don't, I just don't like the the huge parades like that. Mm-hmm. But I I did, did have some key ones that I would go to and stuff. But um, yeah, we'll see. My favorite part of mardi gras is king cake season so i love going to dong phong dong phong um out east in new orleans to get my king cakes um that's why i am here for immigration and a fusion of cultures because the vietnamese kind of perfected
1: the um king cake in my opinion (laughs) yeah, <laughs> so and there, fucking good. Well, there's also like really great uh, Viet, Viet Cajun savory food too. Oh, true. It's more in the Houston area now. Um, yeah, than they what than it. You know, I think Katrina changed where it is, but mm-hmm. it's a, originally New Orleans.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, in Houston, they make their crawfish different, so they they saute it there, and it's more of the Vietnamese influence, whereas here. We just put it in with the boil, mm-hmm. and I guess it does make kind of more sense to saute it because I watched this. Um, I forgot what that show is called, but it's on Netflix. It's like a food show. Um, this Vietnamese person, but he talks about how like they do that in Vietnamese with like the similar kind of shellfish, and um, yeah. But it's tradition here in New Orleans, so
1: yeah. I'm excited for King Cake season, which. Comes at the worst time possible for your diet because you're just rebounding from Christmas. But say lovey. But
0: hey, that's how it is here, no lovey. La c'est le bon temps But I am very excited to get that king cake. Also, my birthday is the first day of Mardi Gras. As I mention that every time I talk about Mardi Gras. Period. Um. Yeah. So those are some updates on New Orleans. I think they're still are they still doing renovations on that Hard Rock Hotel?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's slowly coming down. But, but the bodies
0: are out of there. So yeah, yeah. Good. That's important. The bodies are of Yeah. But they were then there during Mardi Gras last season. hmm The cursed Mardi Gras of the spread of COVID and deaths on the 13th float. The same float from 2008, I think. Cha. <laughs> 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 this year. Oh, my God. Let's fucking, like,
1: Almost over though. Let's think strategy. Almost
0: over, but it, it's also there's been some positive things. You moved to New Orleans.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a, a lot of change, but it's been cha- like growth oriented. The change. quarter
0: is way more popping now, which kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Yeah, but, um, lots of
1: no masks and and uh, ghost tours and no
0: masks at all. Um, also, low key kind of predators. A lot of them be having some weird politics now <laughs> so loud um so yeah let's get into the show a little bit okay so first we want to talk a little bit about what magic is because um, i know like i talk about being like a high magician and all that kind of stuff i call myself a hoodoo mystic what do you call yourself
1: um you know lately i've been calling myself a wizard
0: I love it yes wizard has kind of a a more mask um I guess you could say like hermetic feel to it yeah a little bit
1: like it's the closer Jungian archetype to me as opposed Mm -hmm. to witch you know
0: yeah whereas I identify as like I guess a witch because I work with like nature and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then also in Ifa there are like witches um and I like do a lot of my offerings to the Iyami.
1: Um And I'm more like arcane side, like information and language as magic and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff.
0: But we come together as magicians. And so, do you know what what is Crowley's definition for magic? Do you know? It's
1: something along the lines of the science and art of uh, causing, change in so ch- causing change and conformity with the will.
0: So, causing change and conformity with the will... And so let's break that down a little bit. Um, so causing change in conformity. So change, you know, road opening or like creating a change in situation. Yeah,
1: making the material world represent your desire.
0: Mm-hmm. And then conformity, as in like manipulating it, like conforming into, to your desire, to your desire, mm-hmm. and through your will, which is basically that's similar to ashe. Or mm-hmm. like your juju.
1: Because it's also like your true purpose. It's both yeah. At the same time.
0: But then also, is your will more powerful if it's in alignment with your like, divine will?
1: Yeah. Um, so if
0: you're doing like magic that is more in accordance with your, I guess, in alignment with your holy guardian angel or something like that or some shit like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I think because the thinking is that the obstruction of toward your magic or the things that are roadblocks have to do with the imperfections and how you represent your spirit in the material world. That Mm -hmm. your perfection of accurately representing spirit is also associated with your success and other issues like practical magic.
0: That makes total sense. And so this is, um, whenever they talk about systems, these are, um, I guess every, a lot of people have heard of different systems of magic. Like, I mean, hoodoo is a system of magic that was created through the amalgamation of like different types of spiritual traditions of mm-hmm. different, you know, African, um, well, specifically West African tribes that came to, well, not came, but were brought over here during the transatlantic um, slave trade. Um, so that is one system of magic. Um, I would say ephah is a system of magic, you know. A lot of secrets involved in there. I'm going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But Hermetic Kabbalah is also a system of magic. Wicca is a system of magic. Um, So there's a lot of different systems of magic, but magic at its core is um, what Tyler mentioned as the definition the manipulation through, like, what did you say? Change. Creating change. Causing change and conformity through the will.
1: And (laughs) the. There have been moments in, in history before where multiple systems have met each other at the same time mm-hmm. and uh, through the result of trade. Mm-hmm. The Greek magical True. papyri, they, within the same incantation, may call on Jesus, Apollo, like planetary spirits, and like Canaanite mm-hmm. entities, all in the same thing. And because so what did you say that the, the Greek magical papyri like what is that so it's the remnants of communication and trade and like creation Mm -hmm. of amulets and things for people in that um, middle eastern like north african Mm -hmm. world at the time of of like greek hegemony Mm -hmm. where all of these things were going on but there was like ancient egyptian magic greek magic roman ideas Mm -hmm. everything kind of all together and Mm -hmm. so there has been a cross-pollination of those systems talking to one another before. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we have the opportunity, we should try in as respectful a way as possible to know as much as we can about mm-hmm. what other people mm-hmm. practice, not just what we do in our own house or apartment. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: So yeah, it seems like an important part of being a magician. Um, well, I mean, I talk a lot about hoodoo and stuff on Instagram, but I, um, I also practice Efa, and then i like i will call myself more of like a hermetic kabbalah mystic because um I'm, i've am just been like reading mm-hmm. the same stuff for 10 years it's so fucking deep so um but i mean there's you know there's problematic areas of it and stuff like oh, that yeah. but it seems like a primary thing that a lot of i guess witches and like i think the internet kind of like doesn't doesn't really convey about understanding more about being a magician is the reference to like ancient texts. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't, I think with like, you know, hoodoo is kind of like, you know, you you can find any kind of book. It's like, you know, be in a kitchen, which is pretty like, not like I'm trying to trivialize it, but it seems like a lot of high magic stuff from my experience is only, um, available through referring to these like older texts, and then also it's like the only way that you can like understand things on a um on like deeper levels
1: Uh, i think part of it is that the like hermetic tradition has a very deep co-evolving relationship with like things like math and geometry oh yeah and so even if you're really active in those spheres of thought you still need reference material (laughs) because the thinking about magic has changed with every big intellectual movement that has existed Mm -hmm. like postmodernism affected magic Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like um platonism affected magic there is platonic magic out there in the world Mm -hmm. and so when we're talking about magic as far as figuring out how it works it's important Mm -hmm. to separate the phenomena of doing a ritual or creating an event that has meaning to create a result and that act succeeding Mm -hmm. that is magic apart from any tradition that you're participating in while doing that ritual and we can look at magic as an academic program of study Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where we can figure out what the underlying trends are and why things succeed because Mm -hmm. some people work with spirit other people Mm -hmm. are relying on like an energy model of like Whether it's like chi or prana or something Mm. that they're manipulating an energy to create a result Mm. And then there are people who are like doing theurgy connecting to divinity to become something to create a result and so Mm. Outside of all of that magic is still working even though people are looking at it in completely different ways Why is that? Why is that because I don't (laughs) doubt that someone who works with the Norse tradition can create things that succeed yeah just course, because yeah. but i don't follow their system mm,
0: it's, yeah, it's different technology
1: and so looking at like every other tradition as an instance where magic works and being mm-hmm. in wonderment of that you're wanting to learn more about it because you want to know more about magic yeah you know and i think that hunger there is important and that's mm-hmm. like that's where it goes back to the wizard archetype because yeah. there's a hunger for the information but it's not just selfish it's about like wanting to know about everything because you are everything and that's beautiful Mm -hmm. you know
0: and also a lot of the um theories have been backed up by science as far as like um i have been meaning to do an episode about the gateway process that cia document that came out but it explains how like if you go to like the plank level of a molecule you can see how the waves phase in and out of like known reality and like So, you have parts of waves that you can see, but then there's other parts that go into this, like, infinite probability space, you know, of potential. And so, it's like, the waves are going in and out of that shit, you know what I mean? But they just are, like, they're kind of in a dense model in this reality, but doesn't mean that, or in this dimension, but interdimensionally, they are, like, you know, going back to the space of, like, you know, infinite probability and chance
1: so yeah and we it's already largely considered i think solved mathematically mm-hmm. that the there are there is some iteration of a multiple universe alpha. yeah like
0: and all of reality is mind so um fuck what you heard well, <laughs> so,
1: well science and math used to be be each other like that's mm. that's where the alchemy tradition in like in kabbalah in a different way but uh, alchemy is the most obscure thing to study because mm-hmm. it's about a previous understanding of chemistry using mm-hmm. apparatus you've never seen before mm-hmm. using images that are like heraldric they're like uh, people and plants and animals and things but um it's very hard to decode them mm-hmm. um and people had an interest in not being direct when they were writing because if they were caught they could be killed Mm, by the church and so it's a hard thing to try and pick up Mm. so if you want to try like a first thing to read Mm -hmm. to get started i think the summa perfectionis is like the best it's in the Mm. middle uh, of the whole development of alchemy so you can kind of look to the past and look to the future at the same time Mm -hmm. um and you will learn all the vocabulary you need in Mm. that book so if you want to start that's where you should look
0: that's what's up Um, so let's see I do think I don't know I think it's important I just want to encourage people to kind of do more reading um, just to kind of figure out what kind of magic they're interested in um we also wanted to talk a little bit later on about um your process for like ma- making like talismans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that'll be a really cool way to talk about like um infusing your own, I guess, like Ashe into a certain magical um magical object almost.
1: Mm-hmm. Um interesting thing to note is that in the in the Hebrew Bible there are mm-hmm. all sorts of banned forms of magic, like what? aromancy, like reading the clouds and yeah. things, that's explicitly forbidden, but making a golem to perform a function for you, putting a spirit into clay, mm-hmm. is allowed. What? And um, the Sefer yetzera has mm-hmm. material in it, which is like one of the founding books. So there is a long history of putting things in spirits.
0: So I guess I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, what spiritualism is? Cause I do feel like, um, people like Hoodoo, for instance, is it's like spiritualism. Spiritualism is more kind of like I guess like a theory or a theoretical model. Um, what do you know about spiritualism?
1: Well, spiritualism is also used as like a, an umbrella term for a series of m- movements in like mysticism and magic that happened um, when seances were at their height like it's Mm -hmm. that era of magic about like the conjuration of spirits to I feel like it's
0: really popular in Latin America it is
1: uh Kardec I believe is the guy yeah yeah. I think the the,
0: K-A-R-D-E-C
1: I think that book thrived there I can't be quoted on that but uh... yeah
0: he's one of the principal people
1: Mm mhm um but yeah it's only one of a series of models of how magic could operate right? Mm -hmm. There's one that spirits, entities, whether they're deities or ancestors, are helping us accomplish some aim. So that's like one magical lane that some people operate in. Mm -hmm. So it refers to both, like that kind of movement that exists in Latin America and Mm -hmm. the use of spirits in a spirit model of magic. Yeah. So you could, I could see how that term could be a little fluid. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And um, do you, let's see... I know that we were talking earlier about planetary alignments and planetary, um, influences. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should talk a little bit more about counteracting astrological influences as, guesses like, if you need, like, a road opener or something so that you can do manifestation work. And then also we are going to talk a little bit about the hexing. mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's, like, <laughs> let's get into that, um... What are some recommendations that you have about um, ways to counteract any kinds of like, you know, retrogrades and stuff like that?
1: So you can you can use the squares and intelligences that are in Agrippa's Three Books of Occult philosophy um, I don't know that he created those. I think that that is one of the things that he imported into his work from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also use individual sigils that you make yourself that mm. that are formed like, you know, I, I experience a smooth Mercury retrograde. You know, mm. or, or, you know, I have abundant opportunities before me. Like, think about what the problem could be when mm. that shifts in and create a series of intentions that... Um, insulate you from that threat. So if the communication is breaking down, work as um, many things as you can in favor of you having good encounters and communication before it switches into that state.
0: Oh, that makes total sense. And so for people who don't know, a sigil is basically where you like write a sentence and then you like remove the vowels and then you kind of make it into like a symbol yeah that's
1: the main method that a lot of people start with is that you take the intention and you want to frame it positively you don't mm-hmm. want to say like i will not experience fear you want to mm-hmm. say i am courageous you know um, and frame it as if you already have the thing is even better mm-hmm. um, and then some people eliminate all the vowels and repeating letters and just form a, a symbol out of the shapes the lines they have available from the letters but it, you can do that for a while but you it can actually look any kind of way Mm. Um, so like I will I have a language I built from scratch like in a like channeled state the individual Mm. letters were formed in a connection and I built a grammar and all this kind of stuff Um, and so I will make sigils out of a language that doesn't even exist other than in my own head and it Mm -hmm. will work that so you don't have to do Anything that people tell you to do Just frame the psychology the right way And mm-hmm. make sure your wording is good And then make whatever shape in that Trance state comes to you That's mm-hmm. just fine
0: And you can also use the NNS. Yeah, You can use, uh, what's that, Scribe Sigilscribe.me sigil like
1: Yeah, Sigilscribe.me um, And that will basically put it On a square mm-hmm. of digits It's kind of a mathy thing But You know, it can be helpful to do like 30 at a time Mm -hmm. For a bunch of different ways. Like instead of saying I'm gonna do a binding love magic spell on somebody to get them in Mm -hmm. Do uh, a lot of the intentions that make you the kind of person that people could notice and fall in love with
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Just look at the world around you what you have going for you what you perceive as your strengths and play up to those Mm -hmm. and Uh, Do a bunch of them at a time along with something that you know is going to work like uh, I will eat rice and at Mm. some point you're going to eat rice or I will drink water Mm. and that one succeeding can help push all the rest into formation and so um, do a bunch at a time about the situation and it will make things a lot easier. There's a good motto to work by it's divine short enchant Mm. long. So Mm -hmm. try and stick to your divination reading within a short range of time Mm -hmm. because as time progresses There's entropy and things Get harder to see how they're gonna play out. Mm -hmm. It's accuracy diminishes to some degree. It seems Mm -hmm. Um, but enchantments Need a bunch of alignments and coincidences and and raw opportunities to be arranged Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. them having some time is really helpful Mm-hmm. so you're better off enchanting about your long term issues or working like manifestation or in, mm-hmm. in square quotes uh, magic about it uh, and keep your divination short mm.
0: that sounds kind of like that um, Vodunostic workbook they have something, it's like a computer model program thing and you put like I think it's like you use different intentions, like some of them are like super real and then some of them aren't, but it's like a kinda like computer program that you use for like magic. If that makes sense. There are technomancers
1: out there. There are people who are taking things from grimoires and digitizing them and put like making summoning so platforms that have LED lights effects and what? All, there are, the the rabbit hole goes very deep on that subject. Well
0: here. let's dive into it a little bit. <laughs> let's what okay. So yeah, so I think it's interesting, um, just understanding the internet as like an entity and like a spirit, um, that has the ability to help you manifest. It's like a kind of template where you can, um, do ritual and magic to like manifest, change, or you know.
1: Yeah, it, it's a conduit that makes things possible to actualize themselves. Like you know, so it's a it is a definitely a source of power. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, what would you say, like? writing a spell program would look like
1: um, you know in I know that there are people who toy around with that in programming languages mm. I don't I don't know a, a ton about that I feel like you could
0: do that in HTML yeah
1: mm-hmm I think we're ultimately gonna get more mileage out of learning the insights we have from programming and, mm. and migrating those to how we think about magic pragmatically mm-hmm. um, but you know I'm I don't have like a soldering iron and stuff i'm not that that's not my gig but mm-hmm. um clay still has a lot of principles to pay attention to
0: yeah so let's talk a little bit about um clay and talisman and um i guess also i wanted to enf- like kind of emphasize um the importance of ceremonial magic um what would you say the definition of ceremonial magic is
1: yeah, so that's what I, I kind of find myself figuring out this terminology issue because I do a lot of ceremonial work with my clay, but mm-hmm. I don't always pull from these these resources or lineages from the past. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will do my own thing, but people, if they're learning ceremonial magic, essentially what you're learning is the continuity of. Magical thought of like ceremonial ritual work outside of a worshipful context and more in a working context uh, As it developed from Egypt through the middle But when people talk about ceremonial magic, they're usually referring to The type of magic that's the mixture of like Greek Hebrew Like Mediterranean influences Like uh think Library of Alexandria, the oh, mixing okay, of yeah. Greece and Egypt and that sort of thing. So when you talk about ceremonial magic often it's actually implying a, also a lineage of information mm. Um, mm. but there are ceremonies and ritual throughout the world and I think some of the principles of why rituals work like mm. how we how we structure them people banish first mm-hmm. and then they raise energy and then they solve the thing and they clear the space and mm-hmm. you know that, looking at how people accomplish things through mm-hmm. ceremony is also its own separate little thing of study. Mm-hmm. So That
0: makes total sense. So you're um, referring to more like um, the... Um, with the Hermetic Kabbalah be a part of
1: that? Yeah, definitely. Like the yeah. Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn and like that uh, transition into Philema mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that's happened in the past century or so. Um, it's definitely... A living growing thing mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that people's attention has really turned to the old stuff quite yeah. as much
0: so why do you think that um ceremonial magic is relevant for like today's world especially the post-Trump world
1: well I think the hermetic tradition Everyone took it to be their business to know as much as possible because especially during the renaissance There's this idea that like you could be a renaissance man who knew everything mm-hmm. People had the attitude like that They were gonna know everything in one life and master the world and it was like a It's a really powerful position to operate from mm-hmm. uh, But it commands a depth of study from a lot of different stuff um, I think ceremonial technique is powerful right now um, because a lot of us come from western structures
0: mm-hmm.
1: that like even if you're not Christian per se you know who Archangel Michael is mm-hmm. like you have a sense of the energy or like even the ideology of like you know realism versus essentialism and stuff mm-hmm. inside of the west is built for you you to jive with the system for it to like sync with the way you view the world mm-hmm. and so it's worth looking at even once just to understand what you would do with that stuff from the west magically yeah even if you don't choose to pursue it as what you do all the time uh in terms of uh how we address a shift in politics and how do we grapple with a world that has become really difficult through magic i think we need to be strategic about taking the time to manipulate variables that are not direct
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's one thing to try and turn a hurricane mm. when it's already formed and coming toward you mm-hmm. Turning a hurricane by manipulating the average temperature of the water inside the gulf and mm-hmm. the the average pressure and like doing a bunch of separate intentions for a, uh, things can create a cloud of probability that results in the thing you want. Mm-hmm. So just, be, just because you don't have success when you state your intention as like, I want to get this into my, my life because X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. If you think about all the different ways you could... Change your timeline to be more likely to give you what you want. You should be pursuing those things Mm -hmm. Like do do sigil work for your memory Mm -hmm. or Like, you know, you can make long-term investments magically Mm -hmm. You can enchant Mm -hmm. things that will help you over time and it's worth doing that extra bit and not just practicing Something that we obsess ourselves with Mm -hmm. magic only when you're stressed out about not getting things to go your Mm -hmm. way Mm
0: -hmm. So do you think you could we could be doing talismans for being cloaked from the police?
1: Yeah, it's like knowing that there is a. If you believe in the force of Mm -hmm. that, if you believe in the force of magic, then you should be excited to use it in as Mm -hmm. many ways as you can. You know that respect the world around you and help your relationship with it, but are also actively advocating for your interest. Mm
0: -hmm. So, what are some ways that you have used? ceremonial magic in your everyday witch life or warlock wizard life, wizard wizard life. life. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: i think uh invocations in the morning ritualistically mm. are really healthy and important i think that it's a good way to start your day consistently with a mm-hmm. routine of bringing up some energy and acknowledging some divine truth mm. for yourself Mm. Um, that regardless of how your invocation is arranged you need to be bringing pure energy into the system early in the day Mm -hmm. and then ending some ritual in the evening to banish that energy lesser Mm -hmm. ritual the lesser ritual the pentagram that has a banishing and invoking form or what a lot of people use for that Mm -hmm. Um, but try it and see what it's like and if there's something you really want to change after time you should Feel free to create your own. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the difference between learning to p- play the piano by only ever playing other people's songs mm-hmm. and realizing that you can play the piano to express purely what you feel.
0: Mm-hmm. So, would you say for people who um, aren't don't know anything about this, like, would you say that the banishing is to banish whatever you might be carrying from the day, or um, what would you say it is?
1: Yeah, or like. <laughs> we could kind of frame it as rectifying the energies particularly the elemental energies that surround you mm. that like restoring things to factor, factory default mm-hmm. in a sense like okay you're you're not just like pushing things out you're realigning yourself to where your center of gravity really is mm-hmm. and um so just a reset i think may, might be the most accurate analogy
0: mm-hmm. that makes sense Um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like um using the like angels and well not using them but utilizing like angels and planetary alignments and planetary hours Um, because I know we did something I think did we do a ritual that was like yeah time to that um yeah let's talk about that a little bit like as far because there's like different forces that are um associated with different hours and all Mm -hmm. that
1: kind of stuff like essentially for as long as we've had the time system we've had we've had a system that dictated what planetary influence ruled Mm -hmm. over a given hour now the hour that you see on the clock is not the same as the planetary hour but if you google you can easily find a planetary hour calculator that will give you the chart of when each planet is going to be the planetary hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you're doing something and you're really planning a ritual, it really behooves you to think of that and when you choose to time it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I want to get the most Mercury energy possible in a non Mercury retrograde time, do something on a Wednesday mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. daylight hours when m- Mercury is ruling.
0: Or if you want to do a money-richer.
1: Yeah, you would you would choose Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday for real. Jupiter. Like those basic things of like not just using astrology to tell you what's in your chart to tell you about yourself, mm-hmm. but re- learning to use it as a tool to tell you about what's going on in the world and how it can inform your choice in your craft.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Um, and so, I mean i feel like that ritual we did was pretty powerful yeah i do do you like because there's like certain prayers that you can do or certain things you can say and during the planetary hours huh
1: yeah the arbitel is a great grimoire for mm-hmm. people who want to try ceremonial magic but don't want to invest in like what we might call the furniture like mm-hmm. summoning circle and triangle and incense yeah. and all that the arbitel mainly relies on prayer um mm-hmm. uh, and it is working with the Olympic spirits, like intermediary, like planetary intelligences that mm-hmm. govern the maintenance of how a planetary sphere operates in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you their, their seal and the prayer to, to offer at the given time to mm-hmm. you know, petition and build relationships
0: and so these are not demons no these are then also it's the Mm a-r-b-a-t-e-l and these are like basically like because i've read the book and you let me borrow it um but like it's basically like some of the like holiest highest angelic forces so it's not really like you're summoning a demon to get you five dollars you know it's more like it has more like meaning than like that, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's one thing about ceremonial magic I think that puts off a lot of people is mm. that a lot of the foundational grimoires seem demon obsessed. A mm. lot of the ancient magic is demon obsessed. Um, and that's just not how a lot of people really want to approach their spiritual cultivation, mm-hmm. you know? Because it, it tastes vary. But there are things there. Many things within ceremonial magic that do not require contact with any infernal spirit at all, mm. and so if that's not for you, I would not let that dissuade you from mm-hmm. inquiring because there's still alchemy and everything within this tradition that you don't have to necessarily use a, a grimoire as a demonic phone book, mm-hmm. and you know we we can live other lives.
0: Yeah, and I do think it's important, like, because um, I'm like. I'm a black person who is in, in like really into Hermetic Kabbalah, and like some of the literature is definitely problematic. is written by some white people from like you know 19th century, basically. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it's important as like I, I see myself as like a magician and like kind of more as like an occult scholar, and so it is important to kind of extrapolate the information from like you know the context, and so yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and I think people make the mistake like this, people in Zen talk about the finger pointing to the moon like not mm. mistaking the finger that points to the moon for the mm. moon itself mm. that a lot of people look at what happened in their tra- tradition spiritually and then look at the political real- reality and cannot reconcile the spiritual with mm. the political mm. but um, it's just a finger pointing to the moon and the moon is... A spiritual transcendence and alignment with the divine source that cannot mm-hmm. be communicated in words. Mm-hmm. It is not possible to completely accurately convey it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we have to accept that as part of the mystery.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. And so, we're not really necessarily talking about going out and appropriating traditions. No, We're talking more about, like, I guess, because, uh, I mean, these traditions are based on a lot of the fundamental I guess like cultures that make up um, the west mm-hmm. and so I think that is one of the reasons like it's kind of like going back and looking at like a like old philosoph- philosophical shit
1: like Isaac Newton wrote many things on alchemy
0: mm-hmm. and so I think it's like important um, especially for myself as a black person I want to understand more about the technology so that I can use that in order to invest in, like, my own, like, creation, I guess, mm-hmm. like, you know, creation of a lineage of knowledge about, like, my own tradition. Because um definitely for, like, hundreds of years, like, black people haven't had the the resources that, I guess, we once had as far as, like, when we were back, like, well, I mean, there's an argument that there were black people here in the United States. But as far as, like, you know, cultures that were homogenous, we didn't really have, like, there was kind of, like, some discontinuity there.
1: yeah yeah. i think i think a thing to balance is that um we have to be true to who we are and and like where spiritually we are coming from but that doesn't mean that um we should just stop learning after that Mm -hmm. it like there's there is a multicultural competency that comes from learning holistically about like Other people's things Mm -hmm. just because you're not ingratiating yourself into a tradition doesn't mean that you shouldn't be curious about what Mm -hmm. they do and how they think,
0: yeah. And so, I would say definitely like learning about Hermetic Kabbalah, learning about um ceremonial magic has helped me understand more about hoodoo, and um, it's even it even helps me understand how to explain these reels, you know, in like 30 seconds. So I definitely do encourage people to explore ceremonial magic, to explore more ancient texts. Like I said, I also practice IFA, but um, I'm very interested in like Hermetic Kabbalah and like um, ceremonial magic, um, just for the theoretical aspect and for the fact that of the um, just like the journey of learning. Because I mean, I don't know. I've been reading that. mystical Kabbalah book by Mm -hmm. Dion Fortune I think I first read it in 2008 you told me about it and yeah I'm rereading it now and it means like total different stuff than before um so let's talk a little bit more about the sculptures and stuff that you make and like what is this kind of like
1: cell phone structure
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about what is this thing like
1: so um when I, you know, when I'm not doing something that's been specifically commissioned, or my like what I do in my own time, what I'm trying to enchant objects mm-hmm. using, like, perspective about what, what has been done in ancient times mm-hmm. and um, trying to come up with new magical objects which respond to our modern world, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, this what I'm working on right now basically just as some people summon demons with uh, a triangle of the art to Mm -hmm. like trap a spirit right to get Mm -hmm. it to to not lie and to tell you the truth and to not like take revenge against you for summoning them Mm -hmm. Um, I'm putting a phone in that I'm Mm -hmm. like trying to find a way to create a box for a phone That can block its negative spiritual influence Mm -hmm. and maximize its utility for you and like manifesting what you need done in your life Mm -hmm. Like through your social media through your cash flow through all the things that come in contact with your phone Mm. and to create like a tabernacle for the phone that protects you from like the ongoing social things like there's Mm -hmm. there are all sorts of sigil work in there for like controlling the gossip against you and everything that you every problem you encounter with the phone I'm trying to like sigilize a solution to on the box
0: and so what was that first thing that you mentioned? The first...
1: The triangle of the art? Yeah. Um, so in Solomonic magic, like from the Lesser Key of Solomon, when people talk about summoning spirits of the Goetia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the summoner stands in a circle, magical circle, which kind of rep- represents your autonomy and your divine will and your connection is a mm. divine spark and protects you through with the names of God, etc. And the triangle hymns the demon in. Mm. And... Um, make sure that the the information you're receiving is true Mm. um and limits them from touching anything else in the room you know Mm. so it's kind of conceived as as like a cage almost Mm -hmm. um and so i'm trying to use that and what i know from grimoires and recontextualize it in my own system to lock a phone into a magical spell to get it to do your work for you So that's the kind of thing I'm up to, like in my own time. But um, the process for me, we were talking about planetary hours earlier. I roll the clay out or build the object during a planetary hour that matches mm-hmm. the intent on the day of the week. I do mm-hmm. the same thing when I carve and when I fire. Like I'm working on planetary hour timing as I'm working on the object. Mm-hmm. And doing the carving and everything in in trance state Hmm. like automatic drawing sigils for a list of intents i have formulated out ahead of time Hmm. and so i'm like enchanting a box for hours at a time
0: yeah i saw it those patterns look very intricate um how many sigils would you say that are on it like uh one like looks like there's a ton
1: um uh, on the box in total i i would say a few thousand
0: damn
1: yeah shit like some are really simple gestures some are way big complicated mm-hmm. they they come in together and they like tell a story as i'm doing it and wow i'm manipulating the, the like thinking about the probabilities of how the box could affect people and mm-hmm. trying to like like entrance draw sigils that solve problems wow
0: that's amazing that's really powerful um. Yeah, people should hit you up definitely if yeah. you're looking for any kinds of work like, like that.
1: I can make ceremonial tools. I can make uh, pentacles. I can mm-hmm. pretty much, if you can make it out of clay, I can make it. So, so you
0: could make sigils for prosperity. I mean, I've been using a sigil... Um, or what? Was, you gave me a lesser key of Solomon, right? Well, no, that was or the, the greater that was a, a ju- pentacle,
1: ju- the fourth pentacle of Jupiter. I th- or I think from the greater key of Solomon.
0: Greater key of so, and the greater key of Solomon is the more it's, angelic yeah, planetary. Yeah,
1: it's heavy planetary magic. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so I guess like if you want to do planetary magic, I feel like it's pretty.
1: It's easier to eas- navigate, yeah. I think, for a, a beginning person because you're not worried. You're not worried about like. A diplomatic relationship with the spirit, as much and as you are, deceived. like yeah, yeah, you're looking <laughs> to have tolerance and understanding of an yeah. energy which already predominates your reality. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I'm really thankful that you gave that to me. Um, and yeah, a lot of this stuff is kind of abstract, so you should definitely go to Crossroads and Coincidences um, website to view more about um, the work that they do and stuff. Um, but I think it's just important for everyone to understand more about sigil magic about talismans that you could even make yourself just because um we are living in kind of some perilous times i know um you know joe biden did won or did did win the election you know but shit is getting real still like period yeah we're just in the first day you know so by the time this episode comes out we'll definitely have more results
1: but um (laughs) but get your enchantments in now yeah
0: it's that time we need to be into some cyber witchery if you got a business or anything like that you need to be enchanting your instagram like doing sigils so people see you favorably in the light of venus you know what i mean doing on those venus days fridays fridays is the yeah. venus day so you know really time whenever you do spells and stuff like that that's really very important um and this is kind of like that post-apocalyptic, post-Trump era um, type of um, magic that we are considering and thinking about. Um, so I think now, are you ready to do the tarot and Lenorman reading for oh, yeah. for the audience? What do you What do you want to focus on?
1: So I think it would be probably helpful to think like three month timeline. Like, let's not, let's not try and do, like, a whole year. Like, nah. let's not do all of 2021 because, uh, like we talked about earlier, divination tends to work better on shorter timelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll get us to inauguration. True. So I'm going to do a nine, uh, a nine card or square of nine spread in Lenormand. Uh, I am working on releasing dates, but I have developed course content for Lenormand. Um, mm. it, it will be a series of four classes and yes. uh, those four classes like you know 60 to 90 minutes each will be enough to get you from not knowing anything about the Lenormand to being able to read the most complicated spread that has 36 cards um, and doing that confidently for other people So,
0: and then Lenormand is like less of um, like medium shit
1: yeah it, it's less of a focus on on um spiritual spiritual reality and more about uh your mundane circumstances which that makes it a good thing to pair with tarot mm-hmm. um, because tarot might tell you how you're going to feel but not tell you why you're going to feel it True. whereas the lenorman is leaning toward telling you why you're going to be feeling a certain way mm-hmm. so um Let's deal those cards out now, now to Inauguration Day. Okay so um the cards one through nine are child man bouquet mountain anchor birds garden scythe and house and what that tells us is that uh, people will have a period of celebration having seen joe biden elected um, but that in the near future like when we're looking to december and january um, we're going to really be seeing some stabilization yes but growing signs of obstruction and misinformation continue that some of the old behavior which had become acceptable in the Trump presidency will be reattempted and furthermore it kind of shifts topics pretty quickly and says that there may be a need for another lockdown (gasps) because Garden Scythen House um, is really telling me that we may have to reduce the amount of exposure, uh, which lines up with numbers that we're seeing now, um, where we really are going to continue to see rumors about Biden proliferate in an uh, alt-right media and that sort of thing. But it does not communicate that there's going to be an extreme threat mm. that in general, the, the white house will be in a better position, but that we should use the same lessons that we've learned recently about investigating material that we read and taking the time to be an engaged citizen because th- those problems will continue in the midst of the pandemic, but our outlook will have shifted. And that is what is going to really propel us to start making changes even before the, the transition of power happens. Mm. And so that is the time to recognize that there, there will be problems that can are going to continue, but to really make investment now. And what we think we can make change. Mm-hmm. Um, do, would you want to do tarot?
0: Yes, yes. let's do it. <laughs> I have my cards too. <laughs> I want to see, but... Let's do a, like, co-pull. Shuffle these cards up. These are my faithful. Old... Well, you can do one too.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: Alright, so now we're just shuffling these cards. Alright, so let's see. I got shit damn <clears throat> so I guess I can explain what I got sort of um, yeah go ahead so I got the page of pentacles the tower card and judgment so these are some pretty interesting cards um, definitely the Tower card does signify a um complete uprooting of some some shit. I would say definitely say complete uprooting of um the political. I don't know. I feel like this is more of a Tower moment, as in like I'm thinking about the economy because the Page of Pentacles is here, and Pentacles represents like money, and then Judgment. The Judgment card represents kind of like an atonement for past actions, but. I don't know. I see some... I'm kind of getting some information about, like, the economy, like, kind of being fucked up. And I do kind of feel like in the midst of all this, like, election stuff, like, I don't know. I feel like there's some rumblings that, like, I think the economy is, like, way worse off. And I don't think that they're talking about that as much as, like, they're talking about other stuff, like, as a smoke-and-mirrors method, you know?
1: So, uh, what the... Spread was really telling me was again the theme because I got the hermit about oh. that that possible change. Interestingly, I got um got the suggestion that Biden and Kamala or are in um, the fool and the empress positions respectively as oh. far as uh, the how they are portrayed. Mm. That the deception that is very likely to occur is that come. Kam- uh, Kamala Harris is working as like a deep state operative to control his early decisions. Like they're going to frame her as a radical that's like trying to make him do things. Although the cards indicate that that's not the case. That that, that's going to be their their grift or their deception. And in the near future it indicates it gives us the lust card. Hmm. So maybe some continued enjoyment but an an enjoyment that dips into delusion about Mm. how much of a victory it is. Hmm. That, that there may be a sense of like a return to normalcy that we're not ready for yet. Um, and the distant future is the wheel of fortune.
0: Hmm. Well, we don't fucking know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Chance. Well, damn. Well, I guess there is that assessment. Definitely get your money right for sure. I don't know. I just see like, I think this is definitely going to have some rifts in the global economy. Um, we'll have to see what is Happening, but um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? As far as like, um, are you coming out with anything in the future?
1: So, I have that LaDorman course that I'm working on um, and announcing. Um, I am making uh, pieces for commission out of ceramic. Um, just DM me and we'll talk about the object and, and we'll come up with a design and that sort of thing. Uh, and readings are available through my link in bio uh, on my website, crossroadsandcoincidences.com. And readings are available.
0: What kinds of readings do you
1: So typically I do uh, around at least 13 tarot cards in a spread mm. um, after I do a complete grand tableau of 36 cards. In the Damn! Line. So within an, uh, in a 30-minute time, you're getting like, quite a few cards read, like Mm. on the order of mid fifties, um, and we, we try and tackle things pragmatically. So, Mm. um, although I have moments where, you know, I kind of get downloads and I tell people like, this is, I'm just kind of being told that this is what you're supposed to do. I try to uh, approach it as pragmatically as I can because Lenormand likes to know details about like who the bear is in your life is who's this older man like we have to talk about <laughs> who's this bear? Who, the, who the cast yeah. of characters are so that uh, we can begin to interpret all the cards around them mm. um, and so you know we I get to know the story of the practical things that are going on in your life and what's coming mm-hmm. um, usually grand tableau is good for like six months and mm. um, and then the tarot spread will talk about how you're going to feel during the time and how magically you prepare. And if there's something that I can think of that would be a good remedy to your situation, I will point you on what to read. You know.
0: That's what's up. Well, do you want to plug your website and your IG?
1: Yeah, crossroadsandcoincidences.com and the same as my Instagram handle.
0: Yes. well, thank you so much for coming on. Um... I'm gonna make some announcements later on so thank you so much for coming on Tyler
1: thank you
0: oh my god that was such an amazing show um like I said um follow the Mage Tower, Tyler, uh, formerly known as Crossroads and Coincidences. I'm going to put the put the information to follow him in the show notes. Also, like I said, if you're interested in attending any of these events, the Queer Witch Summit that I'm going to be speaking at, and also the Yale Cabaret, definitely go to these Instagrams. Um, the Yale Cabaret is on at the Sage Podcast Instagram, and then the sign up for the Queer Witch Summit is on at the Queer Witch um, Instagram. Also, like I mentioned, check out my Patreon. I am also going to be doing some courses, debuting some courses that I talked about at the beginning. Stay tuned for that. Hit me up for any digital content strategy services that you're looking for. Um, donation, if you want to donate, this in the show notes, but the Venmo is at K-E-O-N-D-I-L-L-O-N. PayPal is K-E-O-N-D-I-L-L-O-N at gmail.com, and my Cash App is E-L-D-I-L-L-O-N dollar sign e-l-d-r-a um i'm sending y'all so many blessings uh there's a lot more in the pipeline for me so stay tuned and i love y'all and always find a way to keep the peace in the midst of the insanity hallelujah all right i love y'all bye